Hi, friends. Logan Clements here, one of your co-hosts with the Better Events Podcast. And in this week's episode, we are talking all about our favorite things. Now, this is something Mary and I have talked a little bit on the podcast at various times, so you might hear a couple of repeats. But this is episode is meant to be kind of a master episode of all of our favorite things. This is can be anything related to events, business. We end with some really fun, random personal ones of some of Mary's favorite things that are just bringing us joy. So we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Better Events Podcast. Join two event strategists, Logan Clements and Mary Davidson, who believe we can all create, host, and attend better events. In this podcast, you will learn about event strategy and actions that you can use today as an event host, planner, or manager. Hear directly from the people who are creating innovative and inspiring events today and tomorrow and grow your business along the way. Now, let's get started and thanks for listening to the Better Events Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week of the Better Events Podcast. And in today's episode, we're talking about our favorite things, which obviously they're our favorite things, so we love to talk about it. And so we will get into it. But before we do, of course, we have a conversation starter. So this is around the 4th of July. And so, Logan, what is your favorite dish at a barbecue? I love a good deviled egg. If you... One of those people. Yep. Yep. If you ask my mom, I love her deviled eggs, which the way the difference between her deviled eggs and other people's deviled eggs we've learned is the brand of mayonnaise that she uses. What's the Uh, good brand? She, I want to say it's Duke's mayonnaise. And uh, we had an epic year one year where everyone thought she changed her recipe and she had to look and it was actually that Duke's had changed the ratio of eggs to water in their recipe. And it was enough to throw people off from not thinking these were her deviled eggs, but I love a good deviled egg. How about you, Mary? What is your, what's your favorite dish at a barbecue? Um, I am a big chip person, so I'm always there for the chips or mac and cheese. Like if something like that. Um, but for chips, I actually do not like potato chips at all. That's like a waste of eating in my mind. It's all about like the Doritos or the Cheetos or like something like that. All right. So not you mean when you say not chips, not potato chips. No, not potato chips. Uh-uh. Icky, icky. Yeah. <laughs> Good. More for me. That's fine. If we have a better yeah. events barbecue, I'm bringing potato chips and deviled eggs. And better Mary's events bringing barbecue. Doritos. It's got a nice <laughs> ring. I like it. Yeah, well, as we'll get into our topic this week. As Mary alluded, it is our favorite thing. So um, I this is just kind of thinking like whether you're looking to spice up your own routine with a new favorite. We're going to be talking about uh, our things in terms of uh, event things, business things, otherwise random fun things. Um, and maybe you're thinking about some gifts for your event, favorite event pro in your life. Um, we're going to run through it all. Tech gadgets, event go-tos, and more. So our first category that we're going to talk through is tech slash platforms I had here, but really it's like software when I got into it. And again, listeners, if you have listened to many, if not all the episodes of this podcast, you're probably going to hear a couple repeats, but this is one condensed place for all of, as of the recording of this in July, 2023, Mary and my favorite things. So Mary, I'll kick us off my favorite, one of my favorite tech tools or platforms is Toggle, T-O-G-G-L, uh, no E at the end of it. And it is how I track my time. And I actually just use the free version. I don't pay for it. And it is the best. I think it is so helpful. I got into time tracking at my old job. And so I've done it now all six years and 
being in business, I guess, seven years. Oh my gosh. Seven years and being in business for myself. I've always tracked my time down for client work, as well as I have a couple categories of my own, like personal business work that I kind of track. And it is just so useful. It's got a timer feature. So you can just hit play like right now recording the podcast. It's just playing in the background, counting up the minutes, or you can actually go back retroactively and be like, Hey, from one to one forty-five, I had this call for this project. So that's toggle T O G G L. I love it. Uh, one for me is just one I've said before. And I stand, I actually, I, as I've been thinking about this, mine haven't changed that much, which I don't know what that says about me, but I, I found that some things just continue to work. And so I've been sticking with them. So one of those things is just Google workspace. I love Google products. I don't love Microsoft products. Sorry, I said it. And so it's been like anything that 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 encompasses like I'll use Google Meet for meetings and I know some people don't like that and things like that so it's worked really well for me um so Google Workspace yeah we love we love a good shared Google Doc that's a lot of our podcast resources are powered through Google my next one is called eCam e-c-a-m c-a-m-m and this is how I record my YouTube videos and especially specifically I can record them in 1080p so the 1080 is like the highest resolution uh, and usually kind of the standard for most video files. Mary and I use StreamYard here to record the podcast. And so you can get 1080p, but it's an even higher paid version. Um, the 1080p and Ecamm is paid, but it's just a flat rate kind of for the year. Um, and it's super fun because it allows me similar to StreamYard here that I can capture myself or myself plus my desktop or myself plus my slides. And it's like very, it's very easy to kind of swap between. So I've used it for my YouTube videos as well as any like workshops or anything that I'm recording. I found if I do it in Ecamm, I get the most like crisp video um, possible. Awesome. I'm writing that one down. That's good to know. Uh, another one for me is um, ClickUp project management software, which is kind of a business owner tool, but it's also tech, you know? So I've stuck with ClickUp. I've said it before and sometimes I've tried, I've tried all of them. But I've stuck with it and I finally have found a way that I feel like it works for me. It took me a long time. Now I feel like I'm thriving in it. So ClickUp, project management. Yeah. Has it been helpful with your employee now that you've scaled yeah. as a business? Really great collaborative space that we can work together. The key with anything I would argue that is a collaborative tool is to have everyone commit to actually using it or it doesn't work. But when we can commit to it, it is really it works great. We like to comment in it and reply and check things out. It's just great. Yeah. I feel like you and I recently did a project that used a lot of Asana and I will say I'm like, I can see the value in it. It is like a good stream of consciousness for some like active tools. Um, my last one I have here on the tech side of things is uh, the pro version of Canva. So we love Canva for creating slides, graphics. A lot of our podcast graphics are created in Canva and I resisted having the pro version for a really long time. And I can't remember now when I got it. I must have gotten it like two, three years ago, probably sometime during COVID because I was doing a lot more design and content. And it's just really helpful. You get access by paying for the pro. You get access to all of their stock images, a lot more like graphics options. So it's really if you are someone who wears a lot of hats or can't pay for a graphic designer, it's like graphic design light. It enables you to just do a couple of the tools yourselves. It can't do super complex stuff, but they're always adding I think there's collaborating now and some other fun stuff. Mary and I have built some workshop slides together. That's really fun. So it's kind of like Google, but very design oriented. So Canva Pro, I will continue to sing its praises. 
And I would plus one on that. That was the next one that I wrote down. They just came out with a new, um, like, uh, what do you call it? There's a new update for this month. And I saw a video of it and they are introducing some really cool things and they're utilizing AI more, which has also been cool to see. So check out their monthly updates because they're really like keeping things fresh and I'm excited to try some of the new features. Hey, we love that. Um, Mary, any other tech or no, platform ones we want to shout out? That'll be the main tech ones. We can do, we can move on to event tools. All right. Event tools. Mine, I feel like, again, I've shouted it out on the podcast before, but I love a good clipboard with storage. Now, podcast listeners, my original clipboard with storage met its end at a kickball game. I play adult kickball. We kick balls and run around the bases. It's quite fun. But it, unfortunately, I was using it for the roster to tell people what batting order we were in, and it tumbled from a, 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 a quite a high distance and shattered. It did not survive the fall. No. So I had to buy a new one, but we will link to it. In our show notes, um, I got ended up actually getting a three-pack, Mary, because I thought of you for when I have event teams that I'm like, I should have oh, extras. So yeah. everybody can have a clipboard. And when I say with storage, it like opens up so you can put stuff in it. And I have held everything from spare chargers to pens to snacks to handouts. It's just helpful to have it something that can be held in your clipboard. Love it. Seriously, clipboard number one. I have a desire to, to transition one day to an iPad, but I don't know if I'll ever get there. <laughs> so there's, there's, we'll there's just something for like a pen and a paper that I don't yeah. know if I like. I feel like I've also I've fun fact I've stored an iPad in that clipboard. Oh, nice, it's much heavier. Yeah, but I have put a, an iPad in it. <laughs> That's awesome. So event, other event tools. Um, when I think of event tools, my brain went to like some things I've added to my event kit recently. And so one of those things, it might be obvious, I don't know, but is um, little table tank cards. And that has been useful in almost every event I've done lately, surprisingly. Um, or like somebody needed to reserve one seat. So it's just a nice table tank card, you know, that's already like, you could just, it has that fold in it. I get them from Amazon. There's, I, there's lots, but mine is like gold around it. So it's kind of nice. Uh, but it's just paper, so we've used them for, like, last-minute reserve signs or just so many times it seems like desserts don't have labels. And for, like, fundraisers, that's a big deal. So we'll almost always use them for that. Like, we've just had to break them out for everything lately. And so I've been grateful to have them. And so table tent cards, there you go. Get them on Amazon or wherever. Yeah, we'll have to put that link in the show notes if you can dig it up. That seems like such a good one because, yeah, we're always looking for last-minute signage, <laughs> especially if it's quality-looking. Uh, my next one is a black one-shouldered backpack that I have been asked several times now on a site being like, where's that from? And I, again, sorry, Bezos, but it's Amazon. I got this one-shoulder backpack. Um, I was actually debating, can you call it a backpack if it's one-shoulder? But that's the best way to describe it. It does go over the shoulder and it clips. And the reason it's a backpack is I used to have a fanny pack on site and now I've had to carry more stuff with me. So I've upgraded to this backpack that can fit a water bottle. I've held microphones in it, uh, MC's cue cards. Again, snacks is a theme, <laughs> lots of pens, random things, but it, it like holds everything. And the main one was it could hold a water bottle so that I make sure I'm hydrating on site. And now, and I wear that and I got it for my sporting events because I was going to be running around a lot. It's really inconvenient to have a real backpack on, but it's also not convenient to not have some stuff on you. And then because it comes across my front, I can then clip my headset to it. So I don't have to clip my headset to a pocket or a belt or anything. It can go straight on that pack. And it has been so helpful. And it was like $20. 
Um, and I have now used it at corporate events as well. Cause it's black. It just, it's very clean looking, um, that it's, it's my go-to cause it can fit. It's like a Mary Poppins bag almost. It can fit so much stuff. <laughs> I love that. I was just doing an event where they offered me like a strap to wear around to put the headset on, which I'd never used anything like that before. And I was, I almost did it and I should have, but I just, I didn't make my way back to grab it as, as the event went on. But something like that would be awesome because usually I'm like clipping it on my pants and it just doesn't work very well. So yeah, love it. That's awesome. Another event tool that I was thinking if this, you know, counts as a tool or a platform, but chat GPT. Okay. So we've used it to write auction item descriptions for fundraising events. And it's been amazing because those are usually like, like, you know, um, they use imagery in those descriptions and they're just kind of like, like nice and it has been great. And so <laughs> that saved a whole copywriting step that I have previously not enjoyed doing. So <laughs> grateful for that. Um, my last one I have for event tools is uh, not so much the tool itself, but I guess the way I use it um, is pens and Sharpies. I always have them on my lanyard that I wear for my event. And again, this was something that came out of sports because I just needed randomly Sharpies or pens at different times. And I now do it at any time. Like I literally like will clip it, take the clip from the pens onto my lanyard. And it is you're just that much faster when someone's like, I need a pen or does anybody have a Sharpie? And it's just like, oh, it's right here. And I can, you know, give it to you. So that is one that like, it's more of a hack, I guess, than a tool. But I always put it straight on my lanyard so that I have have it readily available. Amazing. Those are all of the tools that I had, but I have so many business owner tools and personal ones that I'm really excited about. So maybe we can transition on to the next category, which is business owner tools. So for these, I kind of went like crazy. I was like writing down like books and supplies, and like, like all the things that help me be a better business owner, I feel. So um, I'm not sure where to start, but one of the things is, it goes along with what you just said, Logan, sticky notes. Like I've decided sticky notes might be my most favorite product ever, sticky notes. And I'm talking about like Post-it brand sticky notes because the other ones don't stick as well typically. And I just have been going through them like crazy. All the sizes. I love all of them. Uh, lately, I've found a lot of value in writing something down and then being able to recycle it. Sorry if that's not as environmentally friendly as other options, but it's really worked for me. So there you go. I feel like post-its always hold my like temporary thoughts or temporary to-dos. And I yeah. will put post-its in my planner that I actually – I put to-dos in my planner, but then I'll put things on post-its to be like, no, make sure you do this, and then you can just throw it out after you're done. Um very handy. My first tool is on the book category. Again, I've talked about on the podcast, but I will keep saying it over and over again, is the Profit First book. Um, it is a book titled Profit First by Michael. I'm in a blank on his last name because I'm under pressure. So it's in the show notes. Um, I think it's like McCallowitz or something. It is all about how to structure your revenue that you get as a business owner. And I just, and, and essentially making sure that you're paying yourself which I feel like for a lot of folks who listen to this podcast, whether you are a freelancer, a small business owner, or even if you worked full time, this is a very easy framework for how to lay out your finances and kind of automate things in a way that it, I just like kick myself. I'm like, how did I not know this when I started my business? Because I only started instituting this in the last like three years and it has made financially my like everything's so much clearer it's so much easier for me to tell when i write an invoice for a client to pay i know exactly how much of that invoice i'm actually going to be getting personally as what i pay myself and then i also have this fun bucket 
of profit is what they call it, of things to do fun things with. So I bought myself like for my apartment, I got a nice TV that I wanted as my first round when I first instituted this. I also do trips with friends and pay for things like it is so valuable. Highly encourage you to read it. It's the Profit First book. Mary, what's your next one? My next one, I'll go with a book too. It is the First Time Manager book. And we will also link that in the show notes. But it's kind of like a playbook and guidebook about being a manager. And even if you have been a manager before or have supervisor experience, it really lays things down like every com- every like logistical component that you can think of of being a manager. So I listened to the audiobook and then loved it so much that I bought the book and then I've been able to refer to it now especially as I'm trying to build a team just for certain certain components. It's nice to look back to. Um and it was a nice read. It didn't feel like a you know, educational book so much. It just was great. And so I would recommend that the first time manager. Nice. I will feel like I should read that even if I don't officially have any employees because yeah, you still probably work. is applicable yeah. in larger senses as well. Yeah. Where um, you work with teams. Yeah. Yeah. My next business owner tool will be another repeat because you've heard me sing its praises before. The passion planner. Love it. I love it so much. It is. And again, I guess we should caveat it. Our favorite things don't have to be your favorite things, but it works for me. Um, I just really like the way that lays out like your week and it like focuses on making sure you have like a a weekly focus. I love this category of like good things that happen this week. And then you can kind of just like flip through your good things, which is really fun. And then it has you do monthly check-ins. So it really is just kind of structuring my month very close to kind of how I like to run my actual like day to day and running my business, but also personally keep track of stuff. So passion planner. And they also for fun, if you are just getting started, they do offer everything for free as a free download. So if you cannot afford to purchase their planner, you can actually download the PDF of a lot of their pages for free and print them out and, you know, paste them into your own notebook. If you don't necessarily want to purchase theirs, which I always think is such a cool feature. And I knew you were going to say it. So I'm prepared to share the high performance planner, <laughs> the competitor, perhaps. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's another planner that I, I love for similar reasons. Honestly, when it comes down to it, the prompts are quite similar, but it really sets you up for like morning mindset and helps you tackle the day and set future goals. So this has been my favorite lately, the high performance planner. Um, and then I'll share another one since that one was so similar. Um Something that has been really helpful for my brain lately is listening to music as I work, you know, something that's quiet and not too distracting. And so one of the things I've really liked because I'm a Disney fan is a Disney guitar playlist, which we will link in the show notes. It's been lovely. I've really enjoyed it. Oh, I can't wait to give that a listen. Yeah, I feel like you need a good trap playlist when you get in that like focus, focus work. Um My next business owner tool probably should have gone up in the tech and platform side, but I really felt it applied here um, is QuickBooks. So one of our past episodes, we talked about some small business owner challenges and QuickBooks is my online accounting software that I use to kind of track where every dollar of my business goes. It's um, where I export my reports to pay taxes and all of that. And one of my hangups in our recent episode was about late payments. And I did find out that QuickBooks does allow me to set company late payment structures, but it also lets me set custom ones and then toggle them on or off based on the client, which is just really helpful because that is something that I've been struggling with. And I feel like I can utilize this feature in the in it to help 
provides some of that structure, but also gives me the flexibility to adjust it based on the client um, and the client's like payment terms. So QuickBooks, highly, highly encourage you to get it. I have bended to that suggestion and have QuickBooks. Now the other step is actually making sure you do use it, I will say, but I'm grateful to have it. I can see the value. So amen to that. Um, something else that's worked well for me, if you, I'll describe it, but if you are watching this on YouTube, you can see it. This is a little timer. I think I've shared it once before on here. It is a cute little clock. I like it because it's actually cute. It's aesthetically pleasing, but um, you can just, it's, it's a simple timer. You set time limits up to 60 minutes and it just counts down and you can have it beep at the end or it cannot. I have that turned off because it feels aggressive, but um, it's really helpful for me to try to figure out. I, I'm always trying to figure out better ways to be more productive. This has worked for me. I can, I like to see it um, count down and to keep myself accountable. So that is a business tool that's helped me. I feel like I thought of you when I was having a really tough time focusing on a project and I ended up Googling Pomodoro timer and there's a free oh. version online that you can have that I use to try to crank out just some work that I'd been putting off for a while. So I think it, I agree that it works. Um, my last small business owner tool that I utilize would be having a business credit card. Specifically, I have one with Delta that I love. So um, having a credit card, but with like points that you can use personally, this is like one of the gray areas um, where you can actually use your own miles and points like for personal use, but you can build it up with your business card. I, when I first started, had a very like blended financial situation, I feel like. And now again, with that Profit First book, got a little bit more crystal clear. And I have the Delta credit card for my business. And it is both nice because then I earn miles to get to go on personal trips. But I've also upgraded through the years based on my spending and how much I'm utilizing it to one of their nicer cards so that I get access to the lounge and just my travel schedule was really busy this past couple months and it's looking like it'll get busy again with travel in the fall. And that's just been just like a little extra thing that I'm, I wish I had done earlier versus trying to take the cheapest flights all the time that I'd kind of doubled down, gotten the credit card and built some status because it's made traveling for work so much more enjoyable. I will piggyback on this. I didn't write this down, but since you're saying that, I'll share my perspective as well as, yes, I got a business card, I think, at the beginning of this year. It's been great. I have the Chase Sapphire Reserve, which actually is not a business credit card, but I use it only for business purposes. Its benefits are all about travel, and I like to reward myself with travel. And then, like Logan said, we also travel a lot for events. So I've racked up a lot of points to be able to use for personal reasons, which has been great. And that lounge access, once you start, you can't stop. I feel just like I've been living a lie. It's amazing. <laughs> so I went to the lounge in Istanbul. If you're ever flying through that airport, check out the lounge. It's the coolest one I've ever been to. But anyway, there's nice benefits, and it's been a fun little reward for all this work travel that we've been doing. Definitely. Mary, do you have any other business tools you want to share with our listeners? No, I don't think so. Let's hop on over to the random and fun tools. I'm excited. I'm already laughing. Fun. These are so random. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you're going to say because mine are pretty out there. <laughs> <laughs> mine are so random. I was looking back at just like things that have been making me happy and slash I unsolicited just tell people about. So my first one is my Rent the Runway subscription. Oh, you have a subscription. I, oh. Yes, yes. So I did Rent the Runway back in 20 – actually, Mary, when you and I met, I was wearing a Rent the Runway dress because I did a one-off 
for this zoo event when you used to work at the zoo. And I got into Rent the Runway after COVID because I just, I didn't really know what size I was in clothing. And anyway, long story short, it has turned into my favorite thing ever. And I don't have it year round. I honestly will stop it when I don't have a lot of social events going on, but for like weddings, when those started kicking off again, or just like big life events where I knew I wanted to wear something nice or special, I have activated. So this, they either have, you can purchase just, you know, a one-off outfit or you can do a monthly subscription. And so I have been doing that and I've learned that my rental fashion is way more out there, bright prints, bold patterns, than anything I own in my closet. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube right now, I'm wearing a black sweatshirt. I have a lot of solid colored things are things I buy. And the things I've been gravitating to to rent are bold patterns. And I kid you not, multiple times, I get unsolicited comments in a positive way from people stopping and coming up and asking me, where is your dress from? Or where's your jumpsuit from? Or that blazer, like in a way that I never get that with my personal, or not never, but very rarely get with the clothes I actually own. Um, and it's been really fun just to try different styles and um, get to feel really special. And then, no, I don't necessarily own it. So I get to return it and try something new the next month. I think that's super fun. I've been watching the Netflix show Next in Fashion and the winners get a collaboration with Rent the Runway. And so I've been wanting to look into it lately. So you are inspiring me. I'm excited. I will yeah. have to look. You have to check it yeah. out for sure. Yeah, they have everything. Everything from like you can rent earrings to a handbag, to a bridesmaid dress. But again, for me, it's mainly been being like a wedding guest and vacations and friends, graduations and that kind of stuff. It's been the, my go-to. Awesome. So I'll follow you with the attire type of conversation. So some of my favorite shoes are Vessies. If you know the brand, they're waterproof vegan shoes. And my favorite is the Vessi Weekender shoe. So Google it. They're always sold out. So when they restock, you'll have to get them while they're hot. They have just last time I checked all neutral colors. I got a white pair of sneakers. White sneakers are, you know, they're happening now. And <laughs> I love them because they are waterproof. So we live in Washington. It's just super nice to be able to wear a white sneaker when it's raining. Love it. Um, and I've also traveled with it, like worn it every day on trips out of the country multiple times and they've still held up. So I couldn't recommend them enough. What I didn't expect was for them to be so comfortable and they are also very comfortable. So we will link those. Check them out. We love a co you know comfortable fashion moment. Um, my next random favorite thing uh, has been my Fujifilm Instamax camera, or maybe you just look at it and you go, it's a Polaroid. It is, but it's a Fujifilm. Um, it is amazing. I've had so much fun ha taking it with me. I got it um, probably in the fall of last year and you can buy the film bulk online, which usually is a deterrent. People think it's expensive. And while it's not cheap for every you know picture you take, it's actually been fun for me to instantly be capturing the moment, but then also have this like cute keepsake that I can either give to people. Um, and I usually will take a couple extra and then keep some, but I can let people take them with them and everyone seems to love them. And it's, I've started a scrapbook um, since the fall of last year. And it's been really fun just to like have those little moments. They look immediately like nostalgic because it isn't necessarily the most high quality photo, but it's just been really fun to take it on my travels and to different life events. So yeah, get yourself a Polaroid camera if you're feeling nostalgic. I love that. I have a couple of those hanging in my house. And I'm always like, that's cute. Uh, <laughs> I like that idea. 
Um, something else for me is I have been really into baths lately. They've been a great way of relaxation. And so I might be very late to this game, but I have been really into Epsom salts lately, especially for your sore body after events, especially your feet. It has been amazing. I have it in like a um, bubble bath type of form, but it's not actual like salt. It's, I don't know, whatever, infused liquid or whatever, but it is great and I recommend it. So if you're somebody who has been holding out and you have not treated yourself to using Epsom salts, this is your moment. Now is the time. Try it out. It's amazing. Treat yourself. We love it. Um, My next one of random things is the turtle neck pillow, turtle without an E. Um, I, my mom got this for me for Christmas. And if you ask her, I gave her a hard time because it kind of looks like half a neck, neck brace. And so I was like, this is a little embarrassing. I don't think I'll ever wear it on a flight, but it actually works people. It, it allows you to sleep on a flight without the neck ache because it's kind of like ergonomic the way it sits. And so it keeps your head at enough of an angle that you can relax and fall asleep, but not so much that you wake up later and you hate your neck. And I have tested this. I got this years ago. So I had it on flights to China when I had to fly like 10 plus hours and I've used it on flights for like two hours. And whenever I don't have it, I definitely feel it in my neck if I accidentally fall asleep on the flight. So that is a turtle without the E neck pillow. I have one of those and I can't get into it. So I'm going to try it again. This is you reminding me that I really my, need to test. My it. secret is that I usually then will wear a hoodie on the flight and then I'll put the neck pillow. I'll put the neck thing on and then just put my hood up and then I can kind of like fall asleep in it. And then I feel a little less self-conscious slash maybe I'm also at the age where I don't care as much as I did years ago of what I looked like <laughs> when I was on a flight. Cause I was like, we're all just sleeping and trying to get there. <laughs> yeah. Love, love the travel tips for sure. So I have a recommendation for an app that I love to use, which is kind of personal, but it bleeds into, you know, every component of your life. It's called I am and there's a paid version and a free version. I just use the free version and I think it's great. But it's basically like little notes of affirmations and manifestations that you can put. I have it like on a widget on my home screen. You can do it in different ways where it notifies you. Um, I turn the notifications off, but I just have it as a widget and it'll cycle through, I think like 10 a day. And so when I look at my phone, there's a new one on there. And it's just so nice. I love to look down and just see what it says. Like right now it says, I am the only one that possesses the keys to my happiness. And so just little stuff like that. I like it. And you can heart it if you like it. So if you're having a hard time, you can go and look at the ones that you've liked. And it's just a little self-motivation. So that app's called I Am. And I recommend that as well. Amazing. That is like, we, we all need some better, you know, affirmations in our lives. Um, my next favorite thing is food related. I uh, love Trader Joe's frozen dumplings or frozen pot stickers is probably, I think what they go. Um, I think they're all chicken. Um, so unfortunately vegetarian ones, they don't have vegetarians. They do not have vegetarian ones, but anyway, I love them because I'm not a big cook, but this is something that I either got into, I think during COVID, uh, when I miss, I miss Asian food a lot. I miss being in China. And so I found this is just one of my go-tos and they're frozen. So that means you don't have to do any of the making. You just have to learn how to cook them. And I have perfected the art of frying the bottoms and steaming the tops so that the, I'd say majority of the dumpling is just steamed, but then it's got this fried crunchy bottom and it does have directions on the actual packaging. So you can do it too, but you can then tweak it based on like your heat that you have on your cooktop and everything. But it's just such an easy meal I've learned. And now I will almost 
I almost always have at least one pack of those dumplings in my freezer. And then if I eat them and they run out, I have to go out and get more because it just kind of hits my dumpling hangry, you know, whenever I'm hangry for dumplings. <laughs> uh, next time we're together, I see this in our future. I'd love to try them. <laughs> I'll make it for you. I will. It's one of the few things I would actually make for other people because I will that I've like, I'm pretty darn good at making them. But again, I don't make the dumplings. The dumplings are already made. I'm just cooking them. <laughs> I mean, I love it. I'm excited to try it. So along that food um, route, I have really been into Chobani protein drinkable yogurts. It's like the adult version of Danimals. Remember those lovely things? But there's a lot of protein and I think there's like 20 grams. So I like protein drinks and things like that. But you put it in a yogurt form. Mm, tasty. Big fan. And then while we're talking about food, along with that, adult Lunchables, which are not called adult Lunchables. What's the brand? It's just like the little packable charcuterie, essentially. They've got a but... bunch. There's like two or three different ones. But yes, yeah. I would call them adult Lunchables. <laughs> yep. And I think, Logan, I'm pretty certain that I learned about those from you. And I'm pretty certain that I made fun of you for eating it. Probably. <laughs> here I was going to say, those are, those are my favorite. I've, I more love them. I love a good charcuterie board. And so then it was like, which is essentially just adult, you know, it's just a Lunchable. But yes, I, I love those. I actually am pretty sure I have a couple in my fridge right now. Um, because that plus the Chobani, your drinkable Chobani's all fall in my category of food that is easily uh, shovelable in your face, which is my not nice way of saying that you need to be able to eat quickly and efficiently, usually with events, even virtual events. And yeah. those and are high protein. Yeah. yeah, no, you love some high protein. And like for me, the adult Lunchable is just like, I love cheese, I love meat, I love crackers, like, and it does usually have a decent amount of protein in it and it tastes delicious. So, um, you're actually I'm like looking you have that I wrote adult lunchables on my favorites list back in 2021 so oh, um, I also called them to go cheese boards if you're going for something fancier more but elevated <laughs> truly just adult lunchables that this is this is true Mary do you have any other random fun ones you want to throw out there my last one is the Mr. Clean magic eraser <laughs> If you have never jumped on that bandwagon, I recommend it. I love cleaning, actually. And so it's just a really good, like, cleaning solution. It's good at getting stuff off of anything. I just used it to clean off my patio chairs for the year because they were all gross from the winter. So shout out to Mr. Clean. Go, Mr. Clean. Yeah, I think my my last one I will leave is I love Athleta, the brand, for not just workout clothes, but also sneaky athleisure workwear. I have multiple jumpsuits from Athleta that I love that look very professional. You just throw a blazer or, or a sweater on top of them and they're comfy. They pack well, they got pockets. I mean, it really just checks all of my boxes. And so Athleta is one of those brands that you can often get a lot of good stuff on sale if you physically go to a local store. Um, but they also have a lot of quality kind of workout clothes. And um, I feel like I was realizing I had this one jumpsuit. I saw photos of myself that I'm like, I'm pretty sure I've had this one black jumpsuit for like seven years. And it does not look like I've worn it for seven years. And I have worn this thing to a number of events just as a classic black jumpsuit. But the same thing, they have classic, some nice slacks, pants that are, again, sneaky athletic wear, um, but look really professional. So if you're looking to revamp your wardrobe, you can rent, rent the runway or buy an athleta. <laughs> okay. So because you said that, I do, I feel like we have to say the slogan in this episode. <laughs> we do have a piece of clothing that we each own in different forms. Because yeah. Logan copied me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was influenced by Mary, okay? Uh, Mary said this brand was really good. And, and 
I saw a jumpsuit I liked. Do you actually have the jumpsuit? I have the pants. So we have the same we print. The and we yeah. just keep showing up to events when I'm wearing the pants and Logan's wearing the jumpsuit and we end up matching all the time. So if you want to be part of the Better Events Podcast crew, check out this print. We'll link it in the show notes. I was going to say, I don't even know if I remember the brand name now that I'm trying to think of it. We'll have it's to put it in the show notes. Fit, which I'll is also known for a lot of athleisure. So it's like a comfortable material and... We'll, we'll put it in the notes. <laughs> yeah. It, I also get qual- I get lots of compliments on that jumpsuit too. But yes, the listeners, the number of times Mary shows up in the pants, I show up in the jumpsuit. Keep joking that her colleague needs to get the shirt and we'll just have the full set that the three full of career. us can just happen to roll up in because, I mean, what can you say? When they're comfy, you want to wear them. Well, that is, I'd say, the end of some of our favorite things. This is like a fun little time capsule for ourselves, Mary. We can go back and listen to years from now to see what our favorite 2023 things as of 2023 are. Um, But without further ado, that brings us to our bonus tip, which you have this week. Yes, I do. So our bonus tip goes right along with what we were talking about. So it's basically one other favorite thing. Logan, I don't know if I will say this is one of your favorite things or not, but recently we were working an event where we had some nice background music playing that was part of our kind of how we were working as our work style. So if you need an interesting background music playlist that isn't the Disney guitar playlist that I already suggested, there is one on Spotify called Office Music, New and Old Hits. But those old hits were mostly like 90s and early 2000 bops, which we really enjoyed. And so we're going to link that in the show notes. I thought it was a fun playlist. It was a great playlist. I feel like we have to caveat that it's not royalty free, so you can't stream it somewhere. But yes, Mary and I were manning essentially a virtual help desk and we decided because we were sitting on camera and just waiting for people to come to us with their in the moment needs that instead of sitting in silence, we would put this playlist on. And uh, yeah, it's got some very good bops, especially the old hits. I had not heard a lot of those tracks in a long time and I was pleasantly surprised. Amazing. Well, good bonus tip, Mary. And our listeners, that brings us to the end of our episode. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Better Events Pod. You can send us an email at bettereventspod at gmail.com or visit our website, bettereventspod.com. And we will continue to say, keep connecting with us individually on LinkedIn. We love hearing from you. Connect directly to me, directly to Mary. Um, it has been so fun to kind of see that, that kind of connections come in. And as always, we thank you for listening and we'll be back in your feeds again next Wednesday. Bye, folks.